This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. G'day, everybody. And because we do both of our episode recordings in one go, Ben Quagliata is still here. Hello. Welcome. They asked me to leave and I would not leave. That's exactly what happened. Like a carbuncle. He asked to watch. Like, maybe can you just say something? Like, we, we, we hear you. <laughs> I'm just sitting in the corner while you answer questions. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Uh, before we get into uh, questions, we've got uh, Coltrane Cup, first of all. Um, Mitchell, I think I'm two and two. And two. I haven't checked the tape yet. <laughs> I, I might be tape. three and one. Well, we yeah. went straight from recording one to the other. Uh, yeah. If I did tip the Broncos, that's not great. Um, but this week, uh, I'm not going to overthink things. I'm just going to get back into the winner's circle with a lovely little away tip of the Penrith Panthers. Yeah, that's the same one I'm doing, but I've obviously penciled that one in. This week, though, there's a few options for, for anyone crazy out there. I think it's a good weekend to tip the Cowboys. If you mm-hmm. haven't tipped them, take, the one, take on the Warriors. Again, Roosters away at Brisbane. Great little tip there. Uh, Knights, if you want to tip them against Eagles without without Tommy, but I think there's too many good away. Eels away at Titans. There's heaps of options this week, but I've locked in. If you tip against the Bulldogs many times as you can, Penrith away, easy. Ben? Well, I was uh, the galaxy brain who picked the Tigers last week and nearly had it. I respect it. Pay off in spades. So I can't tip the Eels because they play the Titans. I haven't locked anything in yet because I haven't consulted my spreadsheet. Okay. But be, you're not, you're in, not fairness, <laughs> in fairness, a loss by two points could be West's best result of the year. So you, <laughs> might, yet proven, you might yet be proven right. I'll probably just do Penrith, but that would be my second Penrith tip already. So I don't know yet. Yeah, ah, look, I mean... I mean I'd like to get off them, but uh, we, we obviously do this a couple of days earlier and less strategy when we do it on air. So we generally end up being a bit safer than I'd like to be, but that's what we do. got to yep. do. And of course, rookie takes. We're back for another week. Um, a high bar set last week. And, I'll, and I will tell you right now, they're not as good as last week's. Last week was a banner week for rookie takes, but there's still some good ones in here. So, all right. First of all, we have the raw. I don't know who wrote it because I'm not clicking on it. But uh, Latrell Mitchell just isn't fit enough for the demands of the fullback role. There's nothing wrong with that. He just doesn't have the right body type for the role. The same as George Rose was never considered for a stint on the wing. Are Souths turning one of their best assets into a liability with Latrell Mitchell at fullback? Yes. They are. I mean, the George, I was like, okay, look, maybe. And then he goes, George Rose. This is Tony from the Raw, by the way. He's a Raw guru. Don't know who Tony is. Of course he is. Katoni um, Stags. It could be Katoni Stags. Um, wouldn't be the first error he's made this week. Am I right? <laughs> All right. Oh God, this guy has some good headlines. Dear Hook, listen to me if you want to survive. <laughs> Why are you doing this to yourself? Uh, well, I don't know. He said, Hook, losing 48-14 is what happens when you pick the team with your eyes shut. You know, I used to, <laughs> do you know I used to write stuff for the Raw like when I was younger? Yeah, like 14 or so? No, like early 20s. But then when I, and they were like getting like, you know, stories would get like thousands of pages. And then I asked if I could start getting paid. And they were like, oh, we're not sure. And then like two weeks later, I was working at Sydney Morning Herald. So yeah, good job. The Rob. model is not paying people. That'd it is. Crazy. It's a brilliant model. Citizen <laughs> journalism works because you've got a never ending conveyable to suckers who will write stupid things. Um, Speaking of not paying people for their time, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, over there. <laughs> I'm a volunteer my whole life. 
There you go. Uh, Matthew Hickson. Okay, here's my thought. Twal can tackle, but he can't run the ball for shit or pass it. How about him at nine? So he can't <laughs> pass. So let's put him at the position that requires the most passing. This guy might be an NRL coach, by the way, with how much they disrespect nines. <laughs> oh, that's <What>? great. <laughs> I love so he it. can't do this thing he'd be required to do 100 and, 110 times a game. I like he's one of the very few. He's uh, a running like, dummy half. Every fan who <laughs> understands that Alex Twall's only good at like one thing. Yeah, but he's, he gets that. he's but Ben. Then. The problem is he's also said he can't run, so yeah. he assumably he picks up the ball and that's it. <laughs> Fuck! What do I do? <laughs> Panic. That's great. That's um, a good one. <laughs> this one, I mean, I was hesitant to pick. I was hesitant to include this because we spent half the previous show talking about it, but um. I'll probably, I might change this by the time. Is it, is it my some, article? No, it's not. Your article is brilliant, but it's relating to your article. It's the quotes. The Krispy Kreme quote should be in there. Is that I'm in not there? Putting, I'm not putting Andrew Webster in rookie takes. We're not going to tolerate the wrestle oh. or showing down the ruck. We've been married for weeks. This is the last couple of weeks and the wrestle is starting to creep back in. The ruck is slowing down. The brilliant players like Tobojevic and Desko aren't the same players as they were last year because the balance has gone too far. We're going to tell the referees that the policy of the commission is that we will not tolerate the wrestle or slowing down the ruck. I've always said I will act for the fans and I've been inundated by people saying the good work we have done is evaporating. I don't know if I'll keep it in. If there's been a good submission by the time I post this on Thursday, we'll see. Just read the Krispy Kreme line. You're being discriminatory if you don't put Andrew Webster in. You're treating him I differently. I don't have it based. open. You can read it. <laughs> yeah, I, he was really good to me when I first got into the industry. I don't want to yeah. make fun of him. Did, um, did you go out for donuts? No. <laughs> like, I, did, I, just, I just want to know why Krispy Kreme. That's all I want to know. Yeah, make. that was very specific. And it's not like a Gen Y, Gen X, Gen Z thing at all. Like Krispy Kreme is like a very much a like 40-year-old thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I don't know. Uh, Willie Mason. Must be hard for former players commentating with journos who know fuck all about the game. That would kill me. I feel for Ennis at the moment, at Mason's take. But who, okay, who is... Hasn't he Ennis? done this before? Hasn't he yes. done this exact thing before and someone made the comparison about, like, movies and chefs and stuff? Yes. And he went, oh, yeah, that's probably a good point. And also because Michael Ennis sounds like an absolute doofus currently when he commentates games, so that doesn't help. Ugh. Whatever. Terrible. I don't. I really don't know. Like that tweet got like 300 likes. Yeah, the Alex Tor one though, mate. That, that I mean, we'll probably the influence of vote, but that's going to be. We're just part of. We're just part of the Krispy Kreme. Make me feel good right now, generation. We don't get it. All right, I'll put it in. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. What do we got? Uh. And um. Lastly, we have uh, Ben Monty. I've oh. seen enough in the first four rounds from the Bulldogs. We will play finals in 2022. You read it here. Remember this. That was after they lost 44-0. Um, followed on by someone tweeting, I will never understand why the Bulldogs signed Barrett, but I'm here for it. And him replying, hey, Manly cunt, if he's so shit, why did you only win by one last week? Turbo's try was off a forward pass to Des is trash. And the guy told him not to get mad. Which I'm not mad. Dog's playing great. Storm keep getting lucky tries. I can see through the scoreboard. Oh, my God. I thought this is rookie cool? takes. I thought this is rookie yeah. takes. Veteran takes. We should start doing veteran takes because... Uh... People want good takes, and that's one of them. <laughs> okay. Extend, um, Paul, uh, it's, it's, extend Trent Barrett. It's it's pretty easy to see through the scoreboard when there's a big gaping hole in the amount of points you put up. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of see through the scoreboard. They're all luck. It's all luck, mate. 
Josh King outscored right. you. That's bad enough. That's true. All right. Rookie takes. That's it for the week. If you want to vote, uh, submit your own next week. Patreon.com forward slash Roll Boom Rookies. Merchandise. Discord server. You know all the jazz. And a special thank you to Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Wayne Ritchie, Anthony Anger, Butsy, Ken Beswick, Dan Cullinan, Doc Hogg, Anonymous Backer, Frankie JC, James K, Jason Jez, Joel Wrigley, Joey Gooch, Josh Brandon, Josh Tomin on eight, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Matty Jenkins, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I'm sad, never trendy, Party Keg, Razor Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Schneiderfield Score, Seymour Butt, Stephen Hickey, Schwartz, Tai TV, The Black Vegetable, The Human Ice Cream, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Was. Thank you so much for your support. To everyone who just listens, to everyone in the lower tiers, and everyone who's Subscription will resubscribe within the next couple of days. Thank you, especially. All right. Now, without any further ado, let's get into the questions. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have any questions. Okay. Question time over on patreon.com forward slash NLB rookies. You've got to make sure your question is answered on the show. Yeah. Jack Cronin, first one. Is there a sport or league in the world that comes close to NRL in terms of changing the rules and call the product on a regular basis? I can't think of one. Um, maybe the big bash, but no one cares. Well, also that's part of why nobody cares. Yes. That's <laughs> a big part of why no one cares. In fact, it might be the biggest part is because they added too many games and made too many stupid rules. Um, not many top line sports that do it. No, there's really not. I mean, it would be like if the NBA had something, the equivalent of the three point shot being introduced, but like every year. Well, the, the thing is the NBA probably could benefit from a few it's like the complete opposite <laughs> they're mm-hmm. staying the same if anything um that yeah. i don't know if it was serious but there was talk of like a and it's probably just like internet speak but a, a four-point line yeah uh i uh the fever the world cup sorry the world cup the olympics did make people nba fans realize it doesn't have to be this way with the, the intentional fouls clear path fouls and mm-hmm. that garbage uh that's the issue for the nba to fix I love the point. I love what they do in the All Star Game. I think that should just be the default setting in playoff games. Maybe maybe all the is? time. Oh yeah, sure. So in the in the in the NBA All Star Game, what they do is they uh, at the end of the third quarter, instead of them playing a fourth quarter, they play is it t- plus twenty four. Ben, is that is that is that many points they add on? Yeah, this year it was plus twenty four for Kobe. Yeah. yeah. So they is it all? What's the usual number? Is it just an average of the um, first it, three quarters? So or? the the Elam ending, which is what it comes from, the big three tournament, um, which is like a three aside, you know, tournament run by like yep. Ice Ice Cube or something like that. I forget the exact number, but it's about yep. seventeen or eighteen or something like that. Yeah. So know. basically, if you're watching a basketball game at the end of three quarters, it's like eighty-eight all. Instead of getting to the last two minutes of that game and having a billion timeouts and a billion fouls and a billion free throws and all that shit that no one enjoys. At the end of the third quarter, they just go right first to 105 points wins, and that's it. And that's how the All Star game works. So it was 24 points added on to the team that was winning score at the end of the third quarter, and that team won. And I don't know. I just think it would help clean up a lot of the crap that people hate about basketball. And I don't watch anywhere near as much as NBA as you two do, but I know that there's people that do watch a lot of NBA who are who are, are in support of this. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm a, again both hardcore NBA fans and Ben. It's on the TV next to me every day of the week for most of the year when it's on. And I'm not calling for rule changes on pretty much anything but the foul, the intentional fouls, clear path fouls. Everything else I'm cool with a lot of stuff to figure itself out. But at the end of the game, it's garbage. Okay, it's like um in in the in FIBA rules, those intentional fouls, you get the three throws and get the ball back in international basketball. It's the intentional foul is basically a flagrant foul to use yeah. NBA 
words. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, in, in the NBA, and it's becoming more prevalent. And not every team does it, but when you watch teams, like I know, for example, if you watch like the Jazz or the Suns, you know that if that game is within two or three points at the end, that team is failing. They're, you're not getting, like the team chasing is not getting a shot. They're not. And like, I did laugh at Jordan Poole last week. He, um, he threw up a, a half-court three when they were down by three. And, I, and it was still hilarious. He missed. I laughed at it. But in the end, it was like, if he didn't put that three up, he knew that he was not getting a shot because if he crossed half court, they were fouling him. Yeah. So he jacked it, it and went up. Yeah. It was, it was like, everyone laughed at him in the moment. Cause like, why are you taking a half court shot with like six seconds left? But then like, well, actually he was open and yeah. that's as open as like he, he was ever going to get having a clean look to do his normal shooting motion and not just hurriedly jacking and like not even getting rewarded. Cause if, even if like he had fouled, been fouled and like just chuck something. They're not giving him the, the three shot shooting foul for it. They like because refs are cowards. They won't do it. So they won't. And uh, he they did change. They did remove some of the timeouts a couple of years ago, which is a good change. But yeah, there needs to be something done there. But the rest of the sport, yeah, they don't fuck with the rest of the fundamentals of how basketball's played. You know, <laughs> yeah. And they did try to fix this preseason after seeing the World Cup. They did try and fix the team, the players earning fouls, rip throughs, and you know James Harden basketball. It's still there. They got rid of a bit of it, and tank plays it trying to earn fouls less. But it's still there. It'd be like if it, if it, there was a foul in the backcourt, just the, reset the shot clock. Play yeah. on. Uh, so Cam- to answer Jack's original question, no, no, no other no. sport. No, NBA is the opposite. It could do with a few rule changes. Yeah. That's it. Uh, and again, it's not really major changes. The way the sport is being played is not changing. It's that's. You interpretation know? changes like yeah that's it more uniformity because it's like there's three different rule sets basically college nba and international yeah that's stupid and then nba nba players are actually getting worse international form of the game and i actually saw a lot of basketball chat here but i've got someone who can speak with it basketball for once but i saw <laughs> did you ever see the the um luca on the jj reddick podcast no how like he had to see pro- a podcast dickhead the vodcast there you go he um he has it is on video he had this quote about how it was harder to score in Europe and people like hated if you remember that quote. And he went on the JJ Reddick's podcast and, and conf- he, he, he said what he said, he confirmed, he said, it is harder to score in Europe. He said, I'm not saying Euro leagues are harder. The NBA is much harder. There is better players here. There is better opposition, but it's easier to score. And people don't, can't get their heads around that. He's like, well, you know, he's like in the Euro league, like I don't get free throw attempts. You know, he's like, there's less time on the clock and, Teams, you have to score through team basketball, and that's why the scores are lower. Whereas in the NBA, like as you know, you earn three throws, earn foul, like, get and fouls, the, and also fundamentally, you're you are allowed to camp in the lane in yes. international. Like, there's no such thing as defensive three seconds in FIBA basketball. You can just that's, camp out. And that's exactly the other thing he said about it. He said the other major difference is that in the NBA, we have the three second rule in the defense the, in the lane, and so Rudy Gobert has to step out of the lane every three seconds. Whereas in in, in uh, Euroleague. Big tall center hit to stand there all he wants. And if you drive, he's going to be there. Well, yeah. I mean, like Andrew Bogut was the MVP of the one year he played in Australia at the end of his career. He was like a 36-year-old, had like 17 knee reconstructions or whatever. And he was still MVP because he could just literally camp in the lane and block shots. Yep. That's it. But uh, so it's just very different. And, and NBA fans look that as a negative comment, which it was not. It was just him being like, this is factual. I can't average 30 in Europe. You know, it's like, but I can do it here. Uh, next question, Cam Beswick. Oh, God, he's asked us a big tough one. Is Payne Haas worth $1 million per season? 
Sure. Why not? Probably. Uh, is losing him worth 900K? No. Like, it's just... He's probably worth a million. I, I, I do think there's... There's probably more downside than upside to paying a, a, a prop that for a long time. But, you know, he's been the best prop or second best prop in the game for a number of years. Brisbane's best player for a number of years. Has been on unders for a while in that period. And people are way too shocked or stuck on this, like, million-dollar player has to win new games, all this other garbage, too. It's like, well, he he's the biggest contributor towards wins in Brisbane's team, but it's 13 players in the field. There's, there's no one player you can pay a million dollars and they're going to win that team games. You know, Even if you like gave him a tumble other contract, he's still in the like 30 when it ends. Yeah. And I mean, maybe he slows down earlier because of it or similar, but like the guy's shown like there has been the off field stuff's nothing. I laugh at most of it. Well, the last thing's nothing, but he has shown that like he will stay fit. He will be in shape. He's, a, he's an athletic freak. Like I think he's worth the Brisbane, uh, like losing him would be catastrophic and they may, and if they lose him to someone, he's getting a million dollars. Breaking news. Like they're not going to lose him to someone paying him 700K. Uh, so, yeah, he has to be worth it, right? Anyway, Cam's next question. How do you rate Slater's Queensland coaching team with Thurston, Cam Smith, and Josh Hannay? Can they stop the New South Wales juggernaut? Uh, sure. I mean, coaching rep footy, it's just... Fittler's a terrible coach, but he's not there to coach yeah. actual... He's just there for vibes. That's all you have to do. And it's, it's not just rugby league like that either. It's like, no, these, the Socceroos, right? I've got it wrong for a decade. Like me and Bungard, huge Ange and Arnie club football fans didn't want either as a Socceroos coach. Still don't want either. Don't want Arnie as a soccer coach. You want him back because those are club football coaches, you know? And the same thing with, with this is like people are, are knocking their coaching experience. It's like Mal, Freddie, whatever. The origin coaching gig is supposed to be that now. It's like you have like five days with the players. And, and you know, Bellamy was the last great coach to do it and sucked. Because, yeah, it's like at origin, it's just motivate the best players. It's like essentially you want Slater, Thurston and Cam to pick the best team and then go into camp and yarn about how cool, cool playing for Queensland is, fire the boys up, all the Queensland garbage, eight in a row shit, whatever, fire up the young fellas and, and watch them play. I think it's great. It's way better than like, Come on, Kevy and Paul Green. I, I mean, you're, you're coaching Green. you're coaching the best players. I think they're above needing X's and O's in Origin camp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no different. There's nothing like. There's no surprise. Sorry that between Kevy and Paul Green, they had one competent motivational man in Wayne Bennett, and Queensland won the series. Like you know, with a terrible side. Like this year, that they'll be better with with those guys. Uh, D Loveridge. Who gets dropped first? Turpin, Stags, Cobbo, or none of the above? Well, at some point they'll drop. Stags will never get dropped. No. Um, Turpin will get dropped at some point. Yeah. And Cobbo should be dropped. And Cobbo should be dropped back in a few weeks. But I don't know. I think I think there's the chance that Turpin's dropped this weekend or next. And I, I Matt, I do think the teamless land today is going to be some changes before the weekend. I think they will shuffle something. But uh yeah, I don't think I think Stags is safe until, well, he's just safe. <laughs> yeah, it's Turpin. It's Turpin. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Uh, next question. Oh, unless, well, one of them could be dropped today. 
Adric. Ad, Adric. There we go. He put his name in there. Adric. How to say it. Will DCA keep the seven jersey for the World Cup? Oh. God, I hope not. I mean, I, I I follow, like, I care about Australian national teams for every sport except rugby league. Yes. Like, I, I, I don't care if they, like, I would rather, like, Trubovic play for Croatia and Tedesco play for Italy. I don't care. Like if Cherry Evans is the news, if the is the Australia seven or if it's Cleary, like if you're being dead set, it's Cleary. But I could not give a shit if it was <laughs> Mitch Mitch Moses and Kurt Mann were the Australia halves. Oh, that's a bit. There you go, mate. That's big call. <laughs> uh, I could I couldn't say Luke Brooks. I was it was on the tip of my tongue, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah, look. Uh... I, th- I think he will be it, but he shouldn't be. I think Cleary's by far the superior player. But again, we mentioned earlier, DC has like one good rep game in his career. That's, you know, he has proved himself very good at that level. Like Cleary should be it. And I honestly, I'd probably let Moses play for Australia than him as well, but I don't think that'll happen. Uh, Greg's, Michael Gregson, given how PVL thinks the wrestle is somehow back, has he now gone full Monty Burns, blowing up about Dom Mattingly's sideburns? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I think so. Like, He's lost his dang mind. Uh, Sam Stevens, do you think there could be any current NRL player to break any longevity records, i.e. most NRL seasons played or oldest player ever? Also, is it possible for an NRL player to do a Vince Carter and play in four different decades? No. The second nah. one's no. 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 <laughs> that was very... Te- like He debuted in like 99 as well, and he retired yeah. in like 2020. So we'd need like someone from 2029 to go through to 2050. Yeah, like just someone who debuts at the end of the decade, basically. Yeah, mm. so maybe, but I don't think it's so. pretty unlikely. Well, with the like, you have to wait till you're 18, right, to debut. So yeah, actually, that, that's the same in the NBA. Um, nah, I, I don't. It's too physical. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think. And uh, the other question about the longevity record, I think there's, I think there's a current player in the NRL. I don't think right now that will break Cairns' record. I think someone will break it in, his, in our lifetime, but I don't think uh, I can think of the one currently because often the people thought guys like Croker and Mitch Pierce would get close. No, they slow it's, down very quickly. They do a lot harder to stay fit and similar the whole time, stay motivated. Cairns a freak like that, and I just haven't seen. Outside of the maybe Isaac Targo, <laughs> outside of that, maybe I, don't, I haven't seen the guy. I think you could do it. You have to be in, in at first grade from 18, 19, yeah, playing I'm every just, game. I'm thinking, yeah, even Cleary debuted at 18, he's already on like 110 or so, but he's yeah. had injuries as well. So he has, and it's still a long time. Like, I mean, there'll probably be in 10 years players will be playing to their 40. So maybe there is someone playing right now, but it's hard to. To pick out who that is, it'll, it'll be some bench hooker who never plays more than twenty minutes a game. Yeah, so he's but just you, untouched. When you, what do you mean with Cleary? By the way, like he played fifth. He's only played a full season once, and he's not like he missed a lot of games, but he's missed like ten, and then like three or four, and a couple. Like those things add up. That you know, he's already missed like thirty potential games. Essentially, you know, it's, it's like a year of football in, in when you're chasing cancer. Plus, so. plus rep footy as well takes out. Yeah, it does. Yeah. The four COVID games and never get back. They should just add that to his, his record when they took those games away. Anyway, uh, Jack Cronin, is the next step for Trent Barrett to head to St. Helens and win everything before coming back to Australia as a more mature coach who strictly does dog shit rebuilds? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, it, why not follow the same path as Nathan Brown and uh, 
we reap the rewards. You just got, he's got to get better at the the sales pitch. But everywhere he's going is that it's a rebuild. Uh, okay, Bundy Mitch, did your parents have any weird rules against things as a kid? For example, his parents were anti KFC. His old man will have it with him, but still against the idea if, it, if his mum's around. An anti-KFC family in this country. I won't have I it. I don't like it. Okay. Any weird rules, fellas? I was not allowed to watch Power Rangers. Very against Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the big one for me, I, yeah, well, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons growing up. So, Oh, you're um, one of those kids. That was terrible yeah. for you. Although you're yeah. a couple of years younger than it you you probably also started the probably feel it was getting shit. Your parents were doing it for your own good. They're like, it's, it's <laughs> well, I was, now. well, I was born in '95, so I don't know like what that lines up with. But um, no Simpsons, and then like no soft drink. But that was I didn't like it anyway, so that was fine. But Simpsons was the main one. Jeez, that's brutal. Uh, I mean, um, for me, I didn't really have any, which is uh, probably not a surprise. 21 listening to this i didn't have a lot of a lot of rules in the household growing up so i don't think i had like, anything that my family were weirdly against oh also very anti-sleepovers either at my house or at someone else's house my mum. mine were like that too my mum yeah. was like why wouldn't you just sleep in your own bed it's not like that's not the point you know what she was right she so, was right anti-sleepovers yeah yes either hosting or attending yep same Feels strange. I mean, it is strange. <laughs> Remember what is it like? The filthy children she doesn't like around. I get that. I mean, kids do suck. <laughs> well, when I never, I was never, I was only invited to like one or two before the other kids cottoned on the like, eyes oh, not coming. So just don't even bother. Yeah, I, I, if we had like, I had to just go home at like nine or ten when there was like sleepover parties. I, I, I was allowed to go to one, and we set up till I think like lateish as a ten-year-old playing Ratchet and Clank, and that was probably like the greatest time of my childhood. It was like late wow, night. That's it. Yeah, that was the peak. It's all downhill. Again, yeah, same, but we just played Ocarina of Time for like till like the early hours of the morning. It was great. I um I used to spend like my best mate growing up. I used to go to his the, he had he's one of six. So there was there was a lot of them, a lot of lot of fam, uh, boys and girls in his family. And I used to go and spend like the entire school holidays there. I'd say there for like three weeks in a row. So I can't say I know the feeling of anti uh, anti sleepover. Anyway, <laughs> next question. Dawson, can you think of any new and exciting ways for the Tigers to lose games this season? Um, they've really cornered the market. Like that weird game against South last year was like incredible. Again, wouldn't happen to any other team but them. Um, last week, again, just so uniquely Tigers. What could happen? Um, I'm trying to think what could happen to them that wouldn't happen to like a normal rugby league team. Um, something like Luke Brooks bangs it. Luke Brooks bangs a two-point field goal to tie the game, but then they look at it and he stepped on the forty or something. So it's only a one-point field goal, and they lose fourteen thirteen after being down fourteen twelve. That sounds good. Yep, good. There you go. Oh, I'd love them to get overruled on a two-point field goal. <laughs> yeah, be, and again, what other team would that happen to? Yeah, and it'd nah. be Luke Brooks as well. He yeah. finally did it. He's over the line. Can he kick uh, 40 meters? Hey. Maybe by accident. He was kicking a touch finder. <laughs> Down freeze. Uh, Josh Shea says, is that the most West Tigers performance in history? Any other example of sports team losing an absolute brain dead waste? Well, 
the that Super League team that kicked the ball backwards when they were doing the kick in kick in the touch. Yeah, to yeah, win. that's a good one. That's oh, um, Brett, uh, Brett Finch kicking the twenty meter restart out on the full against the Jesus. Knights. Yes, not great. Uh, also, Greg Inglis one point field goal. Obviously, when they were down by two, two point field goal didn't exist yeah. yet ahead of his time. Um, Terry Lamb, Terry Lamb did the same thing in the eighties, I, I think. So. N- not a not a rugby league one, but in the NBA finals, when JR Smith refused to shoot when he thought they were up, that was oh. bad. <laughs> if I don't, I, I I'm sure you. I don't know if you guys yes. watched it, but if if Kansas had lost the the March Madness to, championship today, that yes. play would have been top five dumbest things I've ever seen in any sport. Yes. So people didn't see this. They had the ball and were winning by three points with six seconds left. So all the guy had to do was catch it and get fouled. But he catches it, tries to run up the sideline, steps on the sideline before anyone touches like it. Like four times in a row. It wasn't yeah. even close. Like there was, if there was close on one, there was like two more steps yeah. up. That were so out. the other team got the ball back with a chance to tie the game with a three with like two seconds left. But they but missed it. They so not because they're stupid college kids and they all suck. And he Correct. airballed it. Correct. Okay, next question. Uh, rough belly. Did you ever think you'd see a single game defined two entire clubs? All <laughs> franchises to only score from penalties with two expertly milked in the last 10 minutes. Then the game was won on a shonky kick that was dropped and scored in a scrambling goal. It could only be Tigers versus Titans. Yeah, Any other club you could put in was the Bulldogs. Oh, I was going to say the Warriors. Like, Yeah, uh, true. I guess the flip side is like just the Storm winning 44-0 is very Storm. So that does mm. define Ac- them quite well. Actually, I- I'd say for that, if if it was the the Raiders at a country venue in 2017 or 2018 yeah. or whatever, they, would they piss lost it away like, somehow. Yeah, whatever yeah. year they lost, like ten come from behind games or, or something. Uh, ben Quelliata asks, uh, "What hurts more, more, losing that Tigers game as a fan of the team or as a Coltrane Galaxy brain play?" Well, I'm going to throw this one to Ben Quelliata. <laughs> Um, well, Tigers fans have no emotions towards their team. So I'd say losing the tip is probably. It, it, do, it does feel like it was more important than winning that game. Was I strongly <laughs> agree. Yes. <laughs> uh, good. Uh, you white, then you gyro. Am I missing that reference? I don't know. It's, it's, it's like that. It's, isn't that, isn't that an old family guy quote where the, the Asian guy says to Peter Griffin, you're white, then you're, um, Ethan Hawke or something like that. Like, I didn't watch that as a kid either. So, it's yeah, from some yeah. movie. It's like you. It, it, it means like you white, then you Jaira. Like all white guys look like Jaira. Okay, Family Guy <laughs> humor. From, no, it's, it might be from something else. Okay. Anyway, he says this way. You want to penalties back? Yes. A lot of Tigers questions. Ben Benny DTD. How did the Tigers end up in this position as a club? I mean, I saw there was a discussion on Discord that went back to Adam oh, Blair. No, I like to blame it's, Adam it's, Blair. <laughs> sorry, it's it's from that one with um, it's from that movie where Sean William Scott and Paul Rudd are dads, and the little black kid says, "You're white, then you're Ben Affleck." They're role models. It, yes, that's the one. You white, dads. then you Ben Affleck. <laughs> you, you 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 white, then you Ben Affleck. So okay, that's where it's from. Yeah, and there, there is a Family Guy thing that's similar with Ethan. But, no, but that's Tigers. The have issues from top to bottom and have had the, they they did win in spite of them but that's how they ended up where they are now is that they are terribly run and they're in an area that it's really hard when you run as poorly as they are to work your way out of it because why would you go to the Tigers if you want to live in Sydney or play there if yeah you can go anywhere else plus I've got the MacArthur Bulls to contend with now for the local fans as well yeah so. there you go but uh the new the new stuff at Concord 
is looking much better. That'll be done soon. That'll help with recruitment. But I mean, having a having a rent a quote board doesn't help. It does not. But to say it really does the fractures there. Same thing at, at St George Illawarra. Like I know the Dragons had a good period there, but both of them are not helped by the fact that clubs still think they're two separate things. And they always will. And then the Brenda quote boards and they always seem to have just a really below average CEO or somebody in charge. And if, it goes all the way down from there. If the Tigers board and Brian Fletcher were not allowed to talk to media anymore, we'd lose like 80% of stories from clubs about stuff. What a, yeah, Benny Elias talking, bragging, the last time he was involved in a Tigers attempt to sign someone that was a failed one was quite funny this yeah, week. Yeah, that was Dude, weird. Oh, yeah, up. we tried to sign Latrell Mitchell, but we couldn't. It's like, why Why is that a story? I'm sure a lot of teams tried think, to sign I think Latrell he said, Mitchell. like, it was signed, sealed, and delivered, and then we realized. Yeah, which, which was, like, complete <laughs> then it bullshit. But it wasn't like, signed or sealed or delivered. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like a lot of this stuff is complete bullshit at their expense, but they've lost so much now that I doubt they even, they're probably numb to it at this point. Yeah. Uh, Frankie. Mm. Is Brownie really an expert team builder by recruiting exceptional young superstar post boy Mitch Barnett and losing washed up nobody Reese Walsh? <laughs> Is that official yet? That signing? Neither of them are official, but yeah. of course they're chasing Mitch Barnett. Of course they are. Family man. Yeah, the, the word is they were, they were t- talking about him for next year anyway, but the Knights are now considering letting him go this year. Justin, as we've established, if you're not the best player in the competition, then you are a fraud. Knowing that, yep. is the Troll Mitchell's contract a waste of money and further evidence that Wayne sells the earth as he walks? Well, well, no, because he is the best fullback. So, yeah. So he played every Tommy fence, last yeah. week. And as we know, when two players mm. play each other, that's it. And whichever of their teams wins the game yeah. settles the argument. So, Cam Murray's better than Victor Radley. And Latrell Mitchell's better than James Esco, and that's just how it works. They, they played Dylan Edwards last week. No, that, 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 yeah. that, that, that. That's, you've just handed it right to him. Cut his mic. Yeah, I know I did. That was part of the fucking yeah. bit. Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. Um, cut his mic, cut his mic. So what I want to ask, every every fan base has these weird discussions that other fan bases aren't fully privy to. Like how for the years yeah. Raiders fans spoke about Jared Croker to the wing. I've now noticed that South fans are ready to move Latrell Mitchell anywhere in the world. How do you feel about that? He's by a fair distance the best fullback at the club. He's by anyone's metric the top three or four fullbacks in the world. He is a player on his day that is capable of influencing a game like pretty much nobody else in the entire world at any position can, both positively and negatively. Um, And to nullify his presence on both sides of the ball and his playmaking to put him, put him in center back row to accommodate I mean, closer to the ball. Lake Torf, who I he's, like, is but is regardless, is is just crazy town to me. He's just, I, he's just George Rose at the back. That's what we've established. That's yes, true. It should be. Like again, I don't hate the if move the troll to center and and tough. If we back. still had Adam Dewey, yeah. maybe it's a different story. But it'd have to involve the troll moving around a lot more, which he never did at center. <laughs> like he would just stand out there and do nothing. And there yep. is those flaws in his game. Like the, I know the fans are bitch about like he's low effort when they're, when they're losing or whatever. Fuck it. Like it's, you take that stuff to go with, as you said, the solo efforts or the real big performances or the match winning plays. It's not that he's like, Hezzy knew who does nothing at all ever. Mm. <laughs> you know? uh, rough belly. If Dylan Edwards, the box center fullback who's run meters are easy. Why doesn't every fullback catch the ball with 30 meters ahead of them and make 300 meters per game? 
Look, I know, I know you want to make this a a pro Edwards argument, but Caleb Aitkins can do that. Can I? Because can like, I... I don't know if he is doing that because like he's yeah. he said the run thirty meters in front of you thing as though he's acknowledging that they're empty calorie free meters. Well, this is. I think I've been on the record many times as saying I think fullback run meters are the most fraudulent stat in they uh, are. the NRL because I mean, well, you just split out kick return meters, easy. Yeah, know? I mean, look. I'm not. I'm not going to partake in anything that would slander. I'm just going to say that piece and then sit back. Yeah, like they they do obviously. Okay, making meterage matters. It does. Getting out the field matters. But you, like fullbacks. Sorry, if you oh, uh, lauding players like yes. I like Kalen. Kalen, yeah. uh, what's what's his fucking Kalen Aikens? Yeah, dickhead. Like, debuted with 303 meters, and everyone's yeah. like, "Holy fuck!" And then he went to Canberra, and oh wait, he's shit. Yeah, he there was a point where Wade Dugan McKinnon was doing for years, had mate. the second or third greatest game ever in terms of meters gained. And well, he yeah, played Hodges for... held it forever. McKinnon held yeah. it for fullback. But mate, it's just Dugan like... was hilarious. Like there were, ga- I remember, and no one gives a shit about your fantasy team, but I remember one night me and Eddie Smith threw at a pub together, and I was playing him in fantasy that week, and I had Dugan in my team, and we watched that whole game together, but with no sound, and we had shitty internet inside the pub, so we hadn't checked our scores. Anything. And I was like, oh, man. Doesn't feel like Dugan did much in that game, hey? And he's like, "Yeah, man, I think I think I got a bit lucky." Then we go outside. Dugan scored like a hundred points, which for context is like pretty much top of the range for like a fullback's score in that system we had. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out he just made like two hundred and sixty meters in this game, but like we had didn't touch the ball in pack like ever. Do yeah. anything good because he didn't. But yeah, yeah. And obviously, he's Dylan Edwards is good as what he's good at, but he will always be a meme because. In a good team, he's just that dude. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like, that thing where it's like they, they don't. He doesn't need to be good. It doesn't matter. It's, it's really, it's really simple. If you're a Panther fan, are you trading him for Latrell Mitchell, James Tedesco, or Tom Tavoyevich? No, yes. no, and no. Yes, that's right. As in, yes, yes, and yes. Sorry, yes, of course you are. Yes. And then there's probably a couple of other guys as well. Like, is he like, is he like, would you trade him for Dane Laurie? Maybe, probably not. Maybe eh, close. Right now, right now, um, no, no, I would not. Corey, Corey Allen, though, Ben. <laughs> Um, like, like all right, no. Reese Walsh, Kalen Ponger, those two. Yes, uh, of course. So, well, no, because Walsh got to Brisbane in a year, so that's it. Right, mm-hmm. Good point. And Kalen Ponger will just sign. I mean, Panthers I is shouldn't have good. added variables. All right, but the point is, he is not like a, it, it's, it's not like talking about Nathan Cleary, who you would obviously not trade for any halfback in the world, or Isaiah Go, who, whilst you're splitting hairs with Cam Murray or Jason Tamalala, or if you're a crack addict, Victor Radley. You would not trade him for any of those guys, nor would I trade Cameron Murray for Isaiah Yo, because they're both fantastic players. But with Dylan Edwards, like he's good, but there is yeah. a clear hierarchy of fullbacks, and he is not in the top tier. Sorry, I, I um, thought I answered yes to. I, I'm not arguing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would. It's it's yes, one of those ones. The that, question asked it, question. Uh, Edwards becomes an argument though, because what you just mentioned, mate. No one's going to argue with you about Nathan Cleary. He's like, he's like the the, the level you find where another fan base will argue with him, you about him. Dylan Edwards is yeah. the one in your team that people. Will yeah, uh, the, the funniest about. thing was uh, it's kind of irrelevant now because they have won the title. But it was like, like, I imagine how much better it would be if it was X Y Z back there instead of Edwards, and then. Well, now that they've won the premiership and they've all got terribly black, inky-looking premiership tattoos, um, that they cut. Well, well, it's happened now, so it's, it doesn't, it's over. Yeah, doesn't really matter. Uh, it's, it's a good question. I already know my answer to this one. But uh, Thorson asked again: If you could delete one player from your favorite team's history, NRL 
or one other sport or and one other sport, what would it be? So it's player. Uh, you said player. Oh, one play, sorry. One play, play, sorry. Yes. Um, I have... I've got easy ones. Yeah, what's yours first? The Ben Hunt kick. Off drop. Yep, that's NRL. And then the non-NRL one, I would have said J.R. Smith with LeBron, but we're not beating that Warriors team. The other one I would it... eliminate, Brandon Bostick dropping the fucking onside yeah, kick against the Seahawks a good one. in the 2014 NRC Championship game. So to me, there is a very, very clear answer to this question, so I will leave that till the end. But for NRL, I think Cody Walker's intercept, obviously. Um you know, I mean, Reynolds kicks bad, but if Cody Walker doesn't throw the intercept, we're still winning 12-8 at that point or whatever it was, so it doesn't matter. Um, and my NFL one would be Billy Cundiff missing the field goal. But again, we're on Super Bowl next year, it's no big deal. But to me, in sport, the clear number one is Lucas Neal giving that penalty away against Italy in the 06 World Cup. And That's, that's just, a good one to actually... Because, like, you know... Obviously, it's ridiculous that Australia could have won the World Cup, but if they get through that game against Italy, they're in the quarterfinals of the World Cup. They play a Ukraine team that I think had limped through like a nil-all draw against Switzerland. Like They could probably win that game. And at that point, you're in the semi-finals of a World Cup, and who the fuck knows what could happen at that point? Like, I'll be a grosser. Exactly. And so, and you know, if Australia makes the quarters or the semis, or God forbid, makes the World Cup final, the, the stratospheric way that the sport could have taken off and really capitalized on that ranking the round of 16 was nice but man alive we will never ever ever get close to winning the men's world cup again ever and that was like a, actually a really genuinely good chance to go on like a south korea or turkey 02 or mm. even croatia 2018 type run and instead ah. ben um well my american sports teams have been terrible as long as i've been watching them so there's no one moment I mean, maybe there's like an obscured rule that fucked over the lines, mm. but I mean, that's, it is what it is. <laughs> um, Penrith, same thing. Like the, the, there hasn't really been a moment over the last few years and uh, the, all the prelims they played previously, it was probably, it wasn't one thing. My answer is the 2008 Champions League final, John Terry slipping and missing the penalty in Moscow against Man United. And that would have, well, they would have won if he scored it. Well, I had the Gerard slip, but I can't listen at Liverpool. But they, those are plays. Well, that, and, if was, <laughs> and if it was player, Lachlan Maranta, Brandon Bostick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, good answers. Okay, next question. Corey Goats, in an NRL full of players who can't disappear, <laughs> how does Katoni Staggs keep managing to disappear? Does that fit in the ball enough? He's still second in the league in errors, despite being <laughs> yeah. also panned for being anonymous. Fantastic. Yeah. It's great. If you get more balls, so you drop it more. Okay. Uh, Simo, who has the weaker offense away from home? Brisbane or Russia? <laughs> there you go. These are the better ones. Yep. Okay. This is weird, Sass. Uh, but Wayno asks, are me and you cowards for not picking the Roosters in the Coltrane Cup? Yeah, I think so. I'm not a coward. Okay. I mean, you're not a coward. I'm an idiot. No, I picked a, a good team. I did pick a good team, and I'm a coward. I picked I guess, the Titans, yeah. and they almost lost. <laughs> and I'm the coward here. Uh, Mario Seegs, the sort of needless professional fouls where a player not involved grabs a player who's not involved just because. Are they mostly just guys who have not played that much first grade and they're used, used to getting away with that crap? 
Um, I don't know what. I don't know. I think like what he's he talking about, is... like when you when there's like a jersey grab on a kick chase and stuff, and they don't really need to do it. Uh, there's some val- validity to the theory because I mean, uh, park footy no, and like it's not. Yeah. Ca- there's no cameras. Like there's no there's no video. So I guess that's mm. what he means. Like I've played soccer games where I just like blatantly grabbed a bloke and pushed him and like. Oh yeah, what, the ten-year-old yeah. who's running the flag because like he's the player's son. He's not going to call it. So, but you also get away with it a bit in the NRL as well. You just got to get better at it. You know, like it's about knowing where the referees are. Yes, and also knowing who you're grabbing, how much you're grabbing, all that kind of stuff. Like, whatever. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Jez, why my team not play good every week? Great good question, question Jez. Uh, Frankie, what do you reckon players are actually saying to each other for those twenty seconds post game while shaking hands? Just garbage. Well, we found out Dane Gagai was mic'd up and it was just a bunch of good luck for the season, brother. Yeah, that's all it is. Like garbage. Yeah. Like just like when we when we go past dickheads or we play f- park footy, same garbage. Yeah. But even like, yeah, NBA, it's like, oh, stay healthy, stay healthy. Good luck for the yeah, season. Man. Like, yeah. man, yeah, you got this. You got it, man. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> keep, keep doing what you're doing. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like with the Lions, they're like won their first. Keep, keep, we're one and 14. No. <laughs> no, can we stop doing what we're doing? Can we? <laughs> Uh, Mario Siegs, if Knights let Ponga walk and go with the developing player at fullback, where would they be best off spending his spare change? I mean, uh, everywhere. <laughs> they can. They can well, use an edge I mean, back rower, like since Fitzgibbon is stealing a living there. Um, yeah, that I, it's probably a good spot for them. I mean, they, they've got Hooker sorted once Braley comes back, you would think. So that's They'd fine. They'd probably buy a half, um, given that Clune's I was going to say half bad, but Clune's been pretty handy for them. I was um, I was going to say lock, because Kurt Mann's not a long-term lock, I don't think. Yeah, that feels like it's it's fraught with danger. It's going to go wrong at some point, right? Because that, that's based on the rules staying like they are, right? And like getting away with that little uh, lock who can just yeah. run around big forward. So probably a lock. It, yeah, I agree as well. He's um God, he's played a lot this year. Kurt Mann's one of those dudes. He's 29. It's like, just because he hasn't fulfilled anything, you just think he's younger than he is. Worth pointing out that Kurt Mann is the same height as Cameron Murray, who's the best lock in the world. So, but Cameron is also quite, he's also like, I as big, wide as he is tall. Obviously, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Next question. Uh, six again says, when does the heat go on the Bulldog slash Barrett? <laughs> Four weeks ago. No, it, it's not coming anytime soon. They're still going to get. Oh, he's rebuilding. Give time. They need to be like, they they'll need to be like one and twelve or something like that. He it's the fifth week and it's his third half back. He should be under pressure. I mean, I don't know how. Like, he kind of really isn't. People have accepted their shit. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Mario Siegs is PVL ball back. No, uh, well, I hope it might not. be. Hope not. Mm. Uh, M, has Robbo been the handbrake on the Roosters attack this entire time? Does he even have COVID? Great, great question. Great question. Just asking the right questions. Just joining dots. We like joining dots here. Brenton Sloan, if the addition by the Bulldogs of the Panthers attacking coach and a bunch of players from different clubs known for being able to score points that make the Bulldogs score points, what will it make for, take for them to actually be able to score points again? <laughs> I think they should score more points. They should. Uh, they, everyone, like, out, like, not everyone. Most people understood Adakar was going to be terrible there, right? Everyone knew this. I think so, yeah. Well, they started the season with two centers in the halves. Mm, that's it. And Burton, he will look better as go. And his kicks are great. And he hasn't looked amazing creative. But again, like, you can't just throw him a ball when nothing is happening and expect points will come or things will happen. Like, remember 
Tedesco's last year at the Tigers when they had nothing on. He just like ran around in circles. They give him the ball and he's like, I'll just run that way and then this way. And then he gets tackled. You're like, yep. That's what happens when like, if nobody inside Burton is doing their job, he can't do shit when he gets the ball. If there's not a good hard line inside of him, if there's not the halfback going to the line and doing something, he's not going to do anything. I feel like we saw what Burton was going to be like this year in the Bulldogs when in origin last year, when he was playing halves with Tyrone May or with, or with Tyrone May, like, Obviously, they weren't a halves pairing in cups, so they've both like been hodgepodged in. But like, that's kind of the level we're dealing with here. And he he wasn't great in those games. Like he he, he kicked running well. game his ki- he kicked well, and his running game was pretty good. But creatively, he didn't re- and look. His halves partner was a dickhead, but yeah, he doesn't have much creatively right now. He he probably get there, but yeah, right now it's it's kind of a tough watch. It is, and it's like they've they've moved. They've had three different halfbacks now, and he's had a different set. They moved Naden last week. Like they've moved his center as well. It's like you're just gonna like you think one week it's just gonna be good. One week is it? Like you're gonna leave everything, and he's gonna, gonna hit a feature. He is. I do. Um, I do think like this one. I didn't like it when he went there, but like they should just do out a cart fullback, shouldn't they? Out of all the dumb um, shuffles, just try that one because he is like obviously he's put on some weight, and whatever, but he's not gonna do shit standing out in a wing when a team's like going forward. So, um, is Adokar just a poor man's Alex Johnston that was uh, masked in a good people, storm? People team. are saying that, are they? The they are saying that. Are so it's it's <laughs> arguably um, that's the case. And look, I mean, look, try assists two nil to Johnston. Tackle breaks same. Line breaks four all. Uh, wait, wait, tackle breaks is, is two nil. No, no, tackle breaks is seventeen sixteen. I think saying, how have they both? No, try moved? assist, try assist is two nil to. I was Alex like, Johnson. oh my god, how, like, he said the same. Um, I was like, yeah, seventeen so. sixteen tackle breaks, tackle. line breaks for all. tackle efficiency. Johnson is a whopping four percent better, and he's running for more meters per game. So two forwards saying. hanging out. Don't do <laughs> on the that. Wings of bottom eight sides, <laughs> just hanging out there on the left wing of two bottom eight teams. <laughs> just saying, many people two one, two that, one and three side wingers. We're talking you, about them still. You could argue <laughs> that Alex Johnson and Campbell Graham should be getting Origin hype at the expense of Matt Burton and and Josh Adokar. You could argue it. Is anyone giving argue. Matt Burton Origin hype? You could argue it. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't, but you could. You could. Uh, this is a good one, Corey Goats. Have you ever had an annoying teammate that's half your size you've wanted to beat up? I'm sure I've been yes. that teammate. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say you, but there he is. As, as yeah. two t- two of the taller fellas. Yeah, God, I'm not that. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Uh, that that whole thing was that it was just funny to me. Unfortunately, the clubhouse act like it was a big issue, but yeah, a drunk man st- stood on a man's shoes and he wanted to punch. Don't him. step on a man's shoes. I was yeah. more upset that it wasn't at the Turbulence in Mackay. Yeah, that it was at the other Ibis. The in- Turbulence would have been great. Uh, I think people like people are like oh, it's just shoes. It's like, dude, if somebody, some drunk idiot walks up to you and steps on your shoes, what does that mean? Yeah, you're probably also drunk. Yeah, uh, it, it's a sign of disrespect, baby. One of your mates are stepping on your shoes. They're trying to piss you off, and it worked. And look, for better or worse, like I mean, usually when I go out, my, like a lot, like a lot of time, the shoes you're wearing are the most expensive thing you have on if you're a dude. Like, no, not for me. <laughs> no, I wear rat shoes out. Yeah, but even, but even if I wear black vans. <laughs> I respect Probably, that. Yeah, Nothing but, wrong with know, that. Nothing wrong with that. Like, but... yeah, it's true, though. You can buy like a $50 pair of shoes and it'd be the most thing you wear out as a dude sometimes. Yeah, you know? it's true. Uh, but um, I was going to say, oh, yeah. So what a shock the dude who was like in McDonald's in Amer- in um, England harassing someone with nuggets in each hand. Not great at the piss. Look at Albert Kelly. 
Snyder Field Scores. What's a song slash TV show slash film you rationally hate? All right. Well, so all my hate is rational for TV shows. And I agree with that, especially the TV show one, because it's not like, so The so, my song choice is that horrible Wiz Khalifa song, that Young, Wild and Free one. I can't stand that song. I think it's fucking terrible. But the reason you have to put up with music that you hate is because like you might just be at the gym or at a bar or something and they're playing music and you can't do anything about it. Whereas with TV, you shouldn't irrationally hate shows because if you don't like something, you can just not watch it. But I do have an answer for this. I hate, irrationally hate the show Mr. Robot because people told me it was good. And I said, I refuse to watch this show because it has a fucking stupid name. And that goes double for I Zombie. It might be the greatest show of all time. It's got a dumbest well, fuck name. So I'm not also, watching. Mr. Robot is not good. There's a take. I've watched it. I was the oh, same okay. as you. And I got to it. I started watching it. Didn't like it. The twist is exactly what you think it is. And I, uh, I watched it during the pandemic. And I was like, oh, it, the exact thing that I thought it was, it was. Uh, Mitch and I That's both hate Interstellar, but there's nothing irrational. That's rational. Uh, How Much Your Mother Always Hated It. Rational. Terrible show. I, I rationally, like, uh, I'd hate the last season, not the whole show. Of what? Yeah. How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that's rational. It's one of the most widely panned endings of all time. Mm. No, I, I don't have, I don't watch a lot of movies, so I'm really going to answer, but TV show for me, it's Friends. Yeah, I mean, again, like a oh, lot of people don't that, like Friends. Yeah. A lot of people are like, er, to me, irrational means like, oh, I don't like Seinfeld, or I think New I don't Simpsons like Friends is better than old. Yeah, friend, see, Friends sucks. You're in the right, you're in the right room for that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like, but I yeah. enjoy Friends, but it's. Have it's, you rewatched it recently? Uh, Charlie rewatched it in lockdown. I caught bits and pieces. It's not a show I'd go out of my way to watch. It's just a show that if it were on and I were in the room, I would sit there and watch it. So I change the channel if it if when it, like wow, back in the okay. days of how's your days of having a Foxtel box those mm. days and if it came on Arena or Hits Triple One one of those channels I would change the channel. Wow. Oh, it was on. No, it was on the Classics channel, wasn't it? Not on. No, I think it was Triple. I, I was it, I think it was. Triple I think one. Triple One sounds triple familiar. One, yeah. Because yeah. that's it's with like Two and a Half Men and Malcolm in the Middle yeah. and like all those. Malcolm in the Middle, great show. Please do not oh, lump Malcolm in the Middle in. No, I'm just feeling like you're right. No, Malcolm in the Middle. I love Malcolm. Yes. Like I love. I'm Malcolm in, in the season middle. five in my rewatch right now. Fuck, it's a good show. It's so. It is, but it gets good. really bad now. I think season five. It's weird it? that no one talks about it in the pantheon of great shows, but it's I, one of the I, better I shows agree. from the '90s. One I agree. Of the better ones. It's crazy uh, that none of them, apart from Brian Cranston, did anything afterwards. By the way, like nothing. <laughs> like the kids that weren't even Frankie Muniz, but the other kids as well did like nothing afterwards. Their IDB pages, nothing. Hey, Frankie goes on like a podcast once a year. <laughs> yeah, talks about how true. he's still rich. <laughs> he's still rich. No, they're living the dream. Good on them. But it's just weird that they none of them really ever did anything afterwards. Um, music. Uh, I used to rationally hate the horses, but I'm kind of over that now. Well, Mitch, you have an irrational music take. You hate that. You think the Beatles bad? That's irrational. No, that's rational. No, no I just think that I think that average. Little Nas X is more influential than the Beatles. Yeah, see, yeah, that's so a, now there we go. There's an irrational take. But that no, that's a good take. A good take. No, no, those aren't good takes. Those no, are attention grabby. No, millennial, 140 character. Crispy Paul McCartney could not write all time. Mister, Mister, I don't know the quote. I don't know the quote. Yeah, of He's got fucking tattooed on his arm. Paul McCartney could not sing Montero. You, Andrew Webster's simp. I, I'm happily a simp for him. <laughs> and yes, yes, I'm sure Paul McCartney could write Montero, whatever. No, because there's N words in it. So if he did, he'd get cancelled. <laughs> oh, you got me. He's done me. He's cleaned me up. <laughs> got him. I walked into that show title N word Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah, done it. Which? Uh, well, here's a question for TB is a good one. Following up from Snyderfield Scores question. Good, good question. Momentum from scores here. <laughs> the next yeah. one is just following on from that question. 
What's a song you hate from an artist you love? Ooh. Uh, so um, I, I will say there's not many artists that split me like Eminem. Like mm. that I can still listen to his classic stuff and just cannot fucking stand his last like decade of music. <laughs> like usually those people, you just go, if I go off someone, so I just go off all of it, but I still listen to old Eminem and I still cannot stand it. And I can't say particular, specific songs. They all suck for the last decade. Uh, but is there an artist I'd love where there's one song that stands out? You guys got one? Really put me on the spot. There. Um, um, probably. Like I love Eminem, but I I haven't listened to the new stuff because I've heard it's shit, so I just haven't even bothered. Like I'm not going to put myself through it. Yeah. Um, um. I think like my my one nitpick with this Mitchell is I think that's kind of cheating because like we've all liked bands who've fallen. I know. Just off. saying that doesn't answer. I'm just saying. I, yeah. Doesn't answer. Not an answer. I want. I'm trying to think of like a artist that I still like and listen to all their music. But there's like. Oh, I mean, I have one, stand. but I mean, it's a terrible. Like you like so Avril Lavigne is great. But she released this song. Is she a couple? I I will not. I do not have the energy to do this with you. Um, Avril Lavigne's awesome, but I've got bags of energy left. Let's go. Yeah, she Let's had go this. Back. She had this song that came out a couple of years ago, was like Japanese words and shit in it, and is it is without exaggerating the worst song I have ever heard. It's called fuck. I think it's called like Hello Kitty or something, and it is genuinely. I am not kidding. The worst song I've ever heard, ever. And I like quite a lot of Avril Lavigne's music. Uh, another one is Rise Against. They had this like an all acoustic song called Hero of War. It's one of their most listened to songs on Spotify. Can't stand it. Just play your fucking heavy stuff. Fucking pull your finger out of your ass. Grow up. Um, no, all all Elliot Smith songs are really good. Um, but then there's bands that have fallen off. Like every Fallout Boy song from like the last decade is like Eminem. Like they just went in a completely different direction. And it's not great. Um, yeah. No, this is Hello sure Kitty by Avril Lavigne. I promise you, friends, you will be like, this is fucking terrible. I'm not sure I have an artist. I'm trying to think of one, but like a lot of the artists I'm listening uh, to, like, because you I said have, to like, like one absolute dud song, right? Yeah, yeah but I'm, it's. I, like, I'm trying to think hate. of like, I'm trying to think through all the Kanye songs, but. Yeah, because like, surely there's an old Kanye song off like the good albums where I, like I, you just skip it every time, right? I mean. The the one like I don't, it's not even his song really, but like that song with Rihanna and Paul McCartney again. Paul McCartney, it's always Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah, a new four, five, him. Four, four five seconds. That's dog shit. <laughs> but that's not yeah. even a Kanye song, so I don't know. But you say that with um with Kanye, but like if you go back to like College Dropout, I'm looking through the tracklist now. They're all good. Sorry, and like like yeah, exactly. And like late registration, <laughs> like they're all bad. They're all good. Like I you know I love like Roses for example, the shit song. Like know, the Olympics nearly ruined Runaway for me, but I fought through it. That's fair. Yeah, you have to. You can't. You can't let it go. Yeah, like they're all they're all bangers. Old Kanye, and I think you're right. You can't go. This person went off the cliff. Therefore, their music all sucks. Yeah, it's got to be like a shit song from when they were like at their peak. I think. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't heard any recent uh, Kanye because I don't have what that weird service he's charging for. What's it called? Well, like, I mean, is the, the, isn't it all on Spotify? I hadn't. Heard I haven't listened the, to it. It's not Spotify. Heard, the last one. Yeah, I hadn't heard the title song. I hadn't heard Donda. And then someone at work's like, just listen to it. It's the weirdest like three minutes of your life. So I listened to it and I was like, is, is he like in love with his mum? I don't get it. It was just odd, but it's still a decent song. So yeah, he's just kind of, I think he's different. He's almost like just kind of insane. So. Yeah, but that's what he <laughs> yeah, expect. I don't Play think on. I've got an answer because the guys I listen to the most, like I listen to like on a daily basis, I listen to like Denzel Curry, uh, 
Kendrick Lamar, Mac Miller, uh, Schoolboy Q, Tyler Creator, whatever. I, I wouldn't say like some of the players I listen to, I have like their entire discography on it. Schoolboy Q. There we go. Um, yeah, Jerry Badass. There's another, there's another great one. It's Brock like Hampton, it's, like, it's kind of cheating, but I did. I just hated the Untitled from Kendrick. Do you know what? I'll give you. I don't love that. Do like. But again, it's that's hard. That's like a whole average project, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I know. That's, like that's, that's album, what I mean. Though. Like it's, but it was kind of in the middle of like really good stuff, and then you just got Untitled just in the middle. You know, you know that doesn't hasn't made it onto my like my playlist. Untitled, you make a good point. Hmm. But yeah, I think we've got a good answer. I'm sure there's someone who I like. Uh, I, I had when I was I younger. Had, I I had two very good answers. Thank you. You did, but I say like I can't get there with the like because right now. Like, I can't stress you how bad that Avril Lavigne song is. <laughs> I, c- I can believe you. It's just listen Avril to it Levine three song. minutes it's... after this. <laughs> no. uh, I'm trying to think like oh, this... Nirvana. Like, does Nirvana have like a terrible it... fucking song that I hate? Like, like... If, if Bungard has to answer this next question, we might be here all, here all night. But he says, okay. Brenton Sloan says, what's the smallest thing you've ever had a bust up with a mate about? I've been at so many pub arguments with you that someone's left. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened. So, twice, at Literally least. Literally twice. <laughs> at least. And then was it a bigger or smaller deal than scuffing a pair of shoes? I don't know. I'm, I don't see my friends anymore because I live in a different city. So yeah, I don't have... True. I, I don't you haven't have, got time to find small fights. I haven't, no, to catch I, up. No, I think... Uh, the, the latest one is uh, uh, my mate kept bragging that he was beating us in Wordle. So I del- deliberately did it on Incognito to get better That was very funny, to be fair, when you did that. That's a smart call. But I did it for like a month and then he just got upset and then he called me a cheater. So, which I was, um, I was cheating, but. It took a month for him to realize. <laughs> no, he didn't know. He, he, I just stopped in the end and then he was like, ah, oh, I knew it. So no, I don't, I haven't had a small argument in quite a while that I can. I don't, like I, it's weird to get into these positions where you have arguments over stupid bullshit that escalate to anything more than that. Like they should just be arguments about stupid bullshit, and you yeah, should take them on face that's value. I'm with you as well. That's it. Generally, that's. I'm I feel, I feel like God. all of my arguments would be sport related, but a lot of my friends don't like. We don't. I don't talk sport with my mates. Just like from school, like we talk about complete other shit from like our lives. But I don't have like the big sports bar argument, like they don't watch footy or they don't care about it. It's just like, oh, who'd you tip this week? The Titans. Oh, you're an idiot. And that's it. Yeah. Google tip cook killed a lot of the other ones too. Like the argument you have when you're younger before that's you true. get something up. Yeah. Google, Google killed a lot definitely. of those. When you get, yeah. Cause you, someone's easily right. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, here's a dumb one. I will, I'll never forget this one because it's the dumbest thing. It was a family trip for Christ's sake to New Zealand when I was like 12. And do you know, Black Forest chocolate, Cadbury block of Black Forest. Yeah, mm, vaguely it sounds. It's familiar. a block. Yeah. Of, yeah, anyway, it's a block of chocolate they produce, and we were in. You know, there's like Cadbury New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. We were in New Zealand, and my family bought, and I was a fat fuck as well. You remember this? <laughs> you remember this? You've got. It, you should be listening to me. Who knows a chocolate aisle? The fat fuck kid knows a chocolate aisle. But Nicola Jokic. My family said August, they bought Augustus Glooper. <laughs> they bought like my. They had tried this Black Forest chocolate, and they all loved it. And then my my dad was like, "We're gonna have to buy like ten blocks to take it back to Australia." And I was like, "Dad, we have it in Australia." It was like fourteen days of arguing about having Black Forest chocolate back in Australia. And what a fucking surprise! We had a Black Forest chocolate back in Australia, but they were all buying like, "Oh, when we get back to Australia, Mitch, you won't have any. You're not getting any because there isn't any in Australia." <laughs> And there fucking was. <laughs> but that's the only thing you could do. You could only argue about that in like a road trip before you could look that up because that could not last more than 10 minutes now, that argument. Um, no. I think anytime we're with a movie nerd and we bring it to Stellar Up, it gets them mad. 
does get well, them they're mad. all idiots. They are idiots. I'm not <laughs> arguing that. It's, um, it's a shit movie. Yeah, no, it's. I don't, it's know, all, I don't know what to say. Or, or like people that. Oh, I've had a couple of dumb ones about things like, um, like South Park and the general concept of being able to joke about any subject matter, which obviously, I believe you should be able to joke about most things, and that we shouldn't I, be. I just enjoy South Park, but I enjoy shitting on the people that still hold the original Space Jam as like some cinematic masterpiece. When you rewatch it, like I rewatched it during lockdown. It's cut his mic. It's, it's it's bad. It's bad. It's, it, it, if he sasses basketball, we're cutting the whole podcast. Oh, I like we basketball. <laughs> you better. I like basketball. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know, because like, it, I did once as like a gag. Like, I, this 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 girl was like super annoying and was like, um, I, I I was it was a lie, but I like told her I voted for Tony Abbott just so she'd leave me alone, and it worked. But um, I mean, that's it, not really a small thing, though, is it? And when is, have you uh, ever rejected female attention? <laughs> <laughs> That was so uncalled for. <laughs> well, I mean, it just came. It comes away. I have to say it. By God, I do. Yeah, I, but look, I mean, after his newfound internet success this week, with that will yeah. come I success mean, with the ladies. <laughs> God, no, like I don't know if it's a. It's not really a small argument because I think I was very justified in my offense that I took to it. But when I, when I was living in America, when I was in uni, I was at a party and some girl came up to me drunk off her skull and she's like first she thought i was swedish because my accent was swedish like that's fine that's whatever like some like dark looking black haired clearly ethnic person is swedish but then the second part was oh wait you look like mclovin from Superbad." and that i thought i think i was justified in my offense you're you're, you're white is that the argument you look nothing (laughs) like mclovin mclovin you're Anton Chigurh, and that is he, how he, he looks like he's stay. lost a lot on a coin toss. <laughs> Anton Chigurh <laughs> slash Dennis Denudo slash Dennis Denudo is a good one too. Um, you look absolutely nothing yeah. like McLovin. That's why. Were you wearing? Did you have glasses? I've never had glasses. Then that makes it even more insane. Yeah. How can you say someone who doesn't have glasses looks like McLovin? I remember getting called Justin Bieber as an insult like seven years ago. It's like, well, first it's not mocking, but also that's not an insult. <laughs> actually, actually, sorry, I've just remembered on the oh, topic fuck of you, Brad stup- Pitt. I've just remembered one of the dumbest like arguments. So we had we we were having our yearly fantasy baseball draft, and one of the guys in our league, he's he's good mates with he's is the younger brother of my mate. So basically, like the the Tom's big truck, basically like it's a younger brother. And he, his emotions often get the better of him when he's on the drink. And we were playing beer pong, and he'd been heckling me for like ten minutes straight. We were winning, whatever. But he was taking a really long time between shots, and I said, "Oi, hurry up, Raphael Nadal." And then everyone laughed, like, oh, fucking Rafa over here. Hurry up and serve, mate. And that, for some reason, set him off to the point that he, like, picked up a cup and threw it at me and stormed his undies out of his ass. And then he was fucking. <laughs> like, it was the most over the top reaction. And he apologized five minutes later and I laughed it off because he's just one of those guys that gets a bit carried away when he's on the piss. But fucking hell, it was funny. Like, throwing a beer pong cup at someone for calling you Rafael Nadal. Yeah, I, I respect it. Yeah, you have, you have to. <laughs> Well, what if yeah. you would call them Rafael Nadal during a game of Rage Cage? I mean, I mean, I don't know. I think is that any better would, or worse? Would, would he he would just sweep all the cups off? Well, if, I guess in Rage yeah. Cage, if, yeah, if you're yeah. being if you're being slow in Rage Cage, that only hurts you. So that's that's does. true. A lot I mean, of bouncing is a problem. A lot of bouncing <laughs> is a big problem. All right, Novak. Yeah. Anyway, that's so correct. No more questions. That's it. We're done. We did it. Congratulations to everyone. Uh, ben, where can people find your work? 
uh, beyondthefence.com.au. Um, yeah, every all, all roads lead from there. Fantastic. All right, say goodbye, Ben. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me.